Hey y'all, it's Cheyenne Monet. And I'm Matt, and you're listening to Sweet 732, the podcast where life is sweet. And before you do anything, make sure you follow us online at Sweet 732 Pod. And this episode is sponsored by Menwell LLC. Menwell is a community of minority or women business owners known as Menwellers that empower each other to become more financially competitive in their respective markets. That's Menwell LLC, doing business better together. And to find more information, you can go to www.menwo.co. All right, let's get into the show. So I'm kind of hyped because Matt and I have been like kind of taking some time away from um, recording for a little while. Indeed. So I was excited about this topic. I saw a video on um, Facebook as I'm just scrolling as I do every day and I saw this video about the problem with being superwoman and it really kind of caught my eye because in a sense I feel like I'm a little superwoman right so I felt like yeah. I had to watch it of course so um you know I just wanted to know like before I even get into what was actually on the video what is your perception of black women specifically in like film tv society etc so it's it's weird because black women in film their their portrayal has kind of from from my experience it's kind of been a bit all over the place um i'm used to I, when i was younger i recall not really seeing them in any prominent roles really um and i don't know if that's just due to the fact that my memory is bad or that really they just weren't really you know what I mean? Taking the lead um, like that. But then as I started to get older, you know, you started to see more and more um, movies that had prominent black actresses and their roles started to kind of become a little bit more diverse than just simply being, you know, the sidekick. Yeah. But having said that, though, um, now I think it's even more so the case because now you have like full on movies that'll revolve around you know a black female lead right yeah that's definitely true and you know I feel like the movies that I remember you know in my middle school high school years I feel like I remember a lot of movies where um women were portrayed as being like those angry black women right and they always just had an attitude about Nothing. Like, yeah. literally. One of my favorite movies growing up was Barbershop. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and Eve's character in Barbershop was the epitome literally. of the angry black woman. Literally took off on folks in that barbershop because someone allegedly drank her apple juice. Apple juice is important, man. Fam. She literally, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, like, Delivers from Eve is another popular yeah. movie that I know that they referenced in the video. Um... And that was another movie where she seemingly like got a, a thrill out of like just emasculating men. Right. Yeah. So like I see now that the stereotypes are slowly adjusting so that black women are shown as being strong. And like you mentioned, they're having more prominent roles. And so in the video, um, they mentioned that these movies and TV shows now that are displaying these 
image as a strong black woman and now it's turning into a stereotype of being a strong black woman they were put in a place to get rid of these um old school yeah yes. old school stereotypes that the, basically had a yeah. negative impact on how you perceive black women and some of those that they mentioned were the mammy stereotype where um the black woman was there basically to just take care of the needs of the white family yeah, so like a, the old slavery yeah the old slavery kind of movies yeah. and things like that the Gone help with the wind. Yeah, yeah things the help, like that yeah. And then um, the Jezebel um, stereotype, which um, showed black women as being super sexualized and hypersexualized. And then the sapphire stereotype where black women were just angry, they were emasculating, and then they were very verbally abusive, which is basically what you just mentioned, yeah. delivers from evil. Delivers from Eva. Yeah. So now we're taking a good move from that, but... What do you think? Do you think it's pos- It's a positive change? Um, yes and no, because, you know, kind of like how we just said, now we've got the issue where, yes, we don't really look at um, the black female in, in a movie or in a TV show as subservient to, you know, her white um, counterparts. She's not playing the role of, like, the nanny or the the housekeeper or whatever the case may be she's not playing that role um in some cases they are the the hypersexualized figure like take for example in insecure right you got Lawrence and then like after him and Issa left he ends up with Tasha and like Tasha's yeah. like I would say Tasha's a bit sexualized in that show yeah I thought you I thought you was gonna mention that show um what was the show? Uh, it was on Netflix, and it was it was a remake. Oh, the one where she's messing around with the three guys. Yeah, the Spike Lee. She's got to have it. Yeah, she's got. I thought she was gonna mention that because that's definitely like super hyper sexualized. Yeah, and that show it seems like all she's really doing is trying to trying have, to have sex. You know, with she's everyone. juggling affairs with multiple men, right? So, I think we there's still a bit of that Jezebel stereotype, and then the Sapphire stereotype. I feel like that. That one is still... I think there's a bit of comic relief that people are getting out of it now. Like, you look at... I look at, say, Empire and Taraji's say, character yeah. in that show. She's a bit of that. Where she's... But I think rightfully so, but she's very, very aggressive and yeah, angry. Yeah, it's a little bit extra for me. I had to right. stop watching that show. Yeah, well, that's a whole other topic for you there. <laughs> but I think that when you look at those combined with, you know, the new narrative of the black superwoman Herculean figure... I don't really, I don't necessarily think that that's any more positive if I'm being if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah. What do you, I mean? And and I only say that just because it's like. So the other day, right? Carrie Hilson made some sort of post on the internet talking about how you know the whole narrative of the ride or die concept needs to go out the window because it shouldn't be literally ride or die. Like a woman shouldn't be forced to endure a relationship with a man, um, and. Whether you agree with that or not is debatable, but it seems as though these days we're expecting black women to kind of just be this sort of woman who's just so strong and just so capable of enduring and withstanding any and everything, and it's a it's a bit unrealistic, really. Yeah, that I mean that is true. It you know as a black woman myself, I do feel like there is a stereotype placed on me or not even stereotype, but an expectation placed on me that a black woman, you have to be strong. You have to be able to juggle multiple things. You have to be able to have a family and go to work and do all of these things. And 
you know, as they mentioned in the video, they mentioned um, black women are now shown as being strong and resilient, but also suffering in silence. Because now right. when you have those problems or if you're struggling with things, you don't really feel like you can talk to people about it. You know, right, you, feel, right. you feel like I, I shouldn't talk to anybody f- about it because I'm just supposed to be strong and, you know, take it with stride. Right. And the, and the, the example that they used in the video to justify that point was the case of Olivia Pope from Scandal, obviously, and Viola Davis's character and how to get away with murder, how on the outside, they both seem to be very, very tough and very well put together. But then when you kind of go below the surface, you realize that, they got a plethora of different issues that they're struggling with, but just, it seems like nobody's got time for that. Yeah. And like, they both show a level of emotional strength, but then also emotional weakness. And so they show that strength specifically, um, Olivia Pope when she's around other strong, um, males, she shows like that strength to say like, listen, I don't need you. I can do this on my own or I can be stronger than you and I can conquer this on my own. But then also, with every win that she gets in that show, with, you know, at the end of every show, it's them pretty much conquering some case. And every win that she gets in some way, it's basically taken away from her own emotional stability. Yeah, I think that, you know, you you see, and especially like now that this is the, the final season, and I think the final episode of the show is this week. But you just have kind of seen, especially over this season, like how far she's been like kind of stripped of um, just all of what she originally had worked so hard for. And it's kind of like you said, it's a bit of a give and take for every win that she gets. She's also kind of losing something all the while. And I think that that's the case when you when we've kind of created this narrative that the black woman has to be this all conquering like superwoman is that, you know, you kind of. Like I said, it's a bit unrealistic in terms of expectations. Right. Yeah. And I think that um, Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder and other films and TV shows like that, I have to say that in a way, I think it has a positive impact on how black women are perceived. And it shows that, you know, we can we can do more than what some people are limiting us to because a lot of people still have those thoughts in their mind that not even just black women, but women in general can't do what a man can do. We can't do, you know, like even today when I'm at work and I'm taking that class to drive a forklift and I'm the only woman in that class. And I think people didn't expect me to do as good as I did. And even though it's something as small as that, like just taking a class, it's like after I drove and people saw, saw me ride it, it's like, Oh, okay. Let, you a know, maybe, woman in a yeah. Forklift. Okay. Let, maybe we can let her in, in the circle. So then after that, everyone starts to talk to me and the everyone, circle. you know Jesus. what I'm trying to say? It's just, <laughs> it's weird, but people are still holding women in general to that stereotype that we can't do as much as a man can do so a part of me thinks that those um shows and films they do put a positive effect on how people perceive black women but in a sense it kind of just it makes me feel like we are never gonna have to stop fighting yeah i think that the negative my my issue with the way that um, Viola Davis and Kerry Washington's characters are portrayed in that show is that there seems to be little, like, little regard for their own self. Yeah, their needs. Right. Yeah. And then, 
And as the video points out, you know, their 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 own well being only basically comes to the front when it's already like a bit too late. There's right. no element of and I mean I get it. This is we're talking purely about fictional Characters. like yeah, dramatized Hollywood stuff. So, you know, whatever. But in real life, a lot of the times, like if you think about like the traditional narrative, rightly or wrongly, is that the black woman has got to just be the one that keeps the family together mm-hmm. and all this other stuff and you know, if she's got issues, she she'd better not show it for the sake of the right. family and all of that. Like that's been the unfortunate narrative associated with black women in our community for a long, long time. And I feel like those that's shows sad. kind of kind of continue to push this narrative right. where those two women have their own separate cliques that are basically family. Yeah. And they're trying to they're busy trying to sort out all of their problems and all the while it's like, Well, what about y'all? Right. I think that one of the things that makes me so sad about being a woman in general is that there are these expectations placed on you. And as I mentioned, the the advanced expectations since you're a black woman that you have to be strong. But me wanting to be a mother one day, there's an even higher expectation on what you have to do in order to keep your husband happy, keep your kids happy, make sure everyone is into all their little activities and do all that kind of stuff. And so I see these women who I know or I see on TV or whatever, and I see that in a sense they lose themselves. It's like they they lose... They lose, yeah, what makes them them. Right, or yeah, what makes them them, but also what makes them happy. And to a point it's like, yeah, you know... I love my husband and I love my kids, but I also love doing fill in the blank. But, you know, for a lot of women, it seems like now the only thing that can make them happy is seeing their kids, you know, win a little basketball game or something. Right, like right. they don't they don't have anything outside of their kids and their husband that'll make them happy. Even if it's just like going to get your nails done every two weeks, something small like that. But a lot of women don't have that. And so that makes me a little nervous because I don't want to lose myself, you know, when I have a family one day. Yeah. And I think like, it's important that, um, going back to the point that you mentioned, I I was thinking back to, as someone who's kind of curious to see how they wrap up scandal, I've watched this season. And in the last episode, Olivia's dad is telling, there's like a flashback to where he's telling her, like you have to be twice. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's something that, that's something that, I think goes for black people in general is that we've yeah. always felt like regardless of qualifications, we've already got a strike. So you can't just be a B, right. a B grade. You got to be an A plus grade walking in the door. Right. But I think when it comes to black women, that narrative has also been the case for far too long because you've already got two strikes. Like you're black right. and you're a woman. I know that's crazy. I, I was just having this conversation. I had, um, I met up with some of my coworkers, who are like kind of like just mother figures to me um, last week or the week before that. And they were saying to me, I was telling them like, yeah, I'm back in school now. And they was like, that's great because, you know, so many, they, they started naming some people that they know who, who works with us. And they were like, yeah, this person is like, you know, a high, a high pay grade or this person is a senior, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, does she even have a college degree? And it's like, no, but us, they're going to make sure that you have to check off every box in order for you to even think about getting to that level. And it's so sad. It's like, I really, I really know that 
I had like it's it's not even a fact that I can't do the work or I can't produce even a better quality than some of the people I work with. It's like no, you have to make sure you check off all these boxes and all play right. their game in order to get yeah. to that level. Which and is you so got to do a damn double backflip while you're juggling omelets and all kinds of right. so. It's, but yeah, it's 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 crazy. But um, now I think my question for you as we've been diving into that video do you feel that the same sort of conditions and the syndromes apply to black men hmm i think i hate that i'm gonna say this and oh, women please, please do. women forgive me but i feel like it's worse for men i really do explain please i feel like it's worse for black men because you're not allowed to, sh like, just how they don't want black women to show emotions, you're really not allowed to show any emotions at all when you're, when you're in the public, um, you know, when you're just out in society, or even when you're at home, you know, in the comfort of your home, you still have to, you still have to always be on protect mode. So a man, a male is always going to be there to protect. That's why they're put on this earth you know, in my eyes is to protect and to provide. And so even when you're at home and you're in the comfort of your home with, um, you know, your, your loved ones and your family, it's still like, you have to be so strong. And so just so much emotional strength that you can't really, you can't really break down. I know we meant, we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this on the episode yet, but I know we talked about this offline, about just the fact that in a black community in general, there's so many people that need to go and just seek mental health, you know, guidance just because they're going through hard times and, you know, they just want someone, they, they really need someone just to talk to a third party that is unbiased and they can just talk to. And in general, we can't really do that as a society, but yeah, I really... I hate to say it, but I feel like it's worse for black men overall. So, I, I've, and this is a conversation I've had with you, like you mentioned, off mic. And I've definitely had this conversation with like some of my homies. And we all kind of have just talked about just how difficult as, as black men, you know, some, and not to throw a pity party, but it is difficult, like you said, because... The same stereotypes that they have labeled African-American women with over the years, and I learned about this in a class that I took freshman year of undergrad, they've labeled black men with the same stereotypes. So you've got the the Chicken George-like character who, like, he's just good for a song and dance and shuck and jive, and then you've got, like, the super athletic, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You've got that black guy, you've got, and you've got the brute character who's... Like basically, literally a savage in every form of the world word, and is the white man's like greatest fear. And right. so, you know, we've all we've had these stereotypes, and as a man, moron, you aren't allowed to display any weakness because if you do, that's looked at as weak. Right. And then as a as a and again, as we were talking about, just having two strikes mm -hmm. and having just you know the whole world out for you. Sometimes it it, it definitely is a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I can say it's worse though for women though, because I don't know when it comes to just like, and maybe it's it's a it's nuance is important. Maybe it's just it's worse here and it's better here. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I couldn't imagine like you mentioned, 
your experience going to, for training for the forklift. I couldn't imagine like being in a situation where it's like, okay, I'm the only one who has this shade of brown in here, and I'm the only one in here that's of my gender too. And that was literally me today. Yeah. And I mean, I think to in a certain at a certain point in life, you start to all all of that doesn't mean anything anymore. Because I'm always gonna be a woman and I'm always gonna be black. Right. This is this is that was just God given to me. There's nothing that I can change about that. God's That's who plan. I am. So at a certain point in life, it doesn't really make a difference to me that I'm in a room full of white people or I'm in a room full of white males or I'm the only woman or I'm the only black person. It doesn't really make a difference because at some point you, well, to me, it doesn't make a difference because at some point you have to be like, okay, this is who I am and there's nothing that I can do or change about it. It's different if it was like, say, for example, like my sexual orientation. People can't look at me and tell my sexual orientation, for example. But you can always look at me and tell I'm a woman and I'm black. Right. It's nothing right. I can change about that. So you just have to, you know, uh, take you it You definitely have to get is. comfortable on your skin and be able to be right. strong enough to just kind of, like you said, just live live in all your flaws and all if, if right. you can even call them flaws but you just have to like be comfortable in your skin yeah and i think it takes a balance of being around black people enough but then also being around a good amount of white people or other just other people in general yeah yeah other other minor minorities because yeah. you know like for example my high school it was a lot of minorities i'm um, not just blacks a lot of minorities we were pretty diverse but when i was in like when I still lived in New York, the school I went to, it was predominantly white. So it was just me and one other little black boy and it was just us. Like it wasn't, it was just us. That was it. So I think from that age, I kind of grew to understand like, okay, this is how the world is for the most part. So you have to become comfortable with it and stand on your own two feet. Yeah. I definitely think that your surroundings play a part because for me, on the other side of that, growing up in Northern Virginia, and going to a school where I think we were like maybe 15, 16 black kids in my graduating class. And uh, and there were other Hispanic kids. There were other um, Asian kids and so on and so forth. But obviously the vast majority were white kids. And, you know, we kind of understood like this is kind of what it is. And, you know, this is this is basically a bit of a a bubble, an isolated bubble as to how the rest of the world is. And granted, everybody there was... You know what I mean? Everybody is cool. You know what I mean? You have some that are cool, some that aren't. But you got to, like I said, you got used to and comfortable being your own skin. And you got comfortable being a black kid amongst a bunch of white kids. A black kid amongst other black kids. A black kid amongst Asians, amongst Hispanics, and so on and so forth. And that's the difference between black people and white people in general. Because I think in general, we are more comfortable with being in a room full of white people where white people sometimes it's hard for it's hard for them unless they had those experiences growing up i don't know if i can say that because i've been in situations where and like i was telling you um the other day about a former co-worker of mine who was a white girl dating a black guy and she opted to bring him to a co-worker function and you could tell that he was just not accustomed to being around this many like corporate white folk Okay, that's yeah, that's corporate. Corporate maybe the and then also it's different when you're like dating somebody and then now you're, you know, it's kind of like you're representing them instead of just representing yourself. Right, but to tie it all back in though, I definitely think that 
Um, the, the notion of the black woman being a superwoman, I've always kind of looked at that negatively. Because me, as a, as a black man dating a black woman, and like I love you to death, but I, I don't want you to be, I want you to be strong, and I have faith in your ability to be strong, but I don't need you to be over here, like, you know what I mean, jumping buildings with a single bound. Like, I don't, I need you to be human at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that the way film portrays black women sometimes, it's kind of like, all right, is she going to be breathing fire too? I think, I think men in general have a sense, feel a sense of strength to know that their woman still needs them. In some, in some aspect of life. And I think that these um, stereotypes like in Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, it literally makes it seem like they don't need anybody. Like they don't need family. They don't need, I mean, look at Olivia Pope. She done exiled her dad, exiled her mom. She don't have no siblings. So it's like she don't need any, she doesn't need family. But she, then it's weird though because she's up under fits. Like she still not yeah. got rid of that. Well, I don't know. Let's let's keep. So as we wrap up, I just wanted to talk about some of the um, conflicts that they mentioned in the video about um, the strong black woman syndrome, and um, because of because of those stereotypes, it now um, places the perceived obligations for women to be strong to suppress their emotions to be resistance to vulnerability or getting help from others to Mm. show a priority of caregiving and providing for others over taking care of yourself and then network stress which is holding on to stress when someone else in your circle has stress going on in their life so do you think that men are having black men are going through these similar conflicts because they have to be strong i think some yes, some no. So showing strength and suppressing emotions, absolutely. Resistance to to getting help from outside parties, that, that's the. As a black man, that is something I still struggle with to this day. It takes a lot of humility for me to to say to somebody, "I need help." Yeah. And I and I don't know if it's the same for black women, just because obviously I'm not a black woman, so I don't know how y'all how y'all internalize that. But for me, that's something that like has definitely plagued me like in my adulthood. Like there have been a plethora of situations, like namely just like career stuff and just other things where I know for a fact, like had I just reached out and asked this person for help, it would have made my life a lot easier. But I opted to go the long way. Right. I think the main one that I personally suffer suffer from is network stress. And I tell you this all the time, like whenever someone that I really care about has stress going on in their life for whatever reason it's like I take their stress and make it my stress like whatever they're going through now I'm like up at night thinking about it thinking about ways that they can get through these issues you know and I I even mentioned to you before about um someone having issues and someone that I really care about having issues and telling me about it and literally couldn't sleep that night. The next day had a headache the whole day, literally felt physically sick because I was just so upset that the person was going through all of this stress. I think that's definitely a maternal thing though. Yeah, I think it is too. And I think that is something that women deal with more than men because of that. Because I... I... (laughs) I can't, I can recall a time where one of my homeboys had something stressing them out and it had me stressed out. Right. Like, I feel, I I feel bad for you, but. Yeah, I think that, I think that is a woman (laughs) thing. I think it is. 
But yeah, I think we should wrap up there. I think that was good. But um, thank you guys for listening. We're going to post the link to the video that we discuss in the description section. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, comment, all of that. Yep. And make sure you also go and uh, check out our new YouTube page that we recently put up. It's at Sweet732Pod. Yep, everything's the same, yeah. Yep, and also, as always, make sure you follow us online via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Sweet732Pod, and our personal pages at Miss London 2 and at Matt Smalls 3. Thank you. Some things I probably never forgive. I just stumbled on it. You hoping you realize you fail? If not, a night is cool whenever we chill. Do I prefer that we build? This nightlife got me tired of the thrills. Too cheap for come with chasing a mill. Let me know how you feel. I found my escape. Them beats gon' play. A backwood honey buried with a 1.8. I need a record for the club. What the DJ say? But I'm sweating too much. I just go and do my thing. I put on far from thugging. Started with nothing. Got a flow short of gun of discussion. Rappers be bluffing this. All of a sudden, they've been tired of the mumbling. Want a nigga give them more. Some substance where it feels so good. Remember when it was a dream to me, and now this shit moving. Know what that means to me? That feeling they telling me what it means to them. Used to didn't notice, now they say my latest feels so good. Yeah, so good. They say it's so good. So, so good. So, so. I swear it feels so.